A bookkeeper typically just takes care of tracking your transactions. So tracking your money coming in and your money coming out. Um, a lot of times a bookkeeper does not apply what those numbers mean to anything. So they're basically taking your puzzle and putting it together, but they're not telling you what the picture on the puzzle is. So that's kind of your bookkeeper. Uh, your accountant uh, puts it all together for you. Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to the August 2022 Tribe Call, Tribe Expert Call. And I am so excited to have my personal accountant, bookkeeper, QuickBooks extraordinaire, the one and only Colette Malott. She is a good friend of ours in the Philadelphia area, and she has been helping a lot of small businesses in our in our region. There, Colette, there's so many questions that people in small business have about money, <laughs> and most of us are winging it. <laughs> so we need a professional. So this has been a high demand request to get some professionals on in accounting. So just real quick on the story of Colette and how she's been a huge, huge help to um, our business is I've been doing it myself. or I was doing everything myself for the first 15 years. I was running a solo business. I'm also very good with numbers. I did QuickBooks desktop myself, did all the reconciling myself, filed all the taxes myself. Well, technically, I did send a packet to a CPA that I hired, and they did the final part for me. But I did a lot. But then I decided it was, it was we decided it was time to grow a business with a team. And I knew that I could no longer do this work myself. I also had this giant elephant in the room called QuickBooks Online, and I was super scared of transitioning 15 years of desktop over to online and how to get everything automated. I never had things hooked up to bank accounts. I was just really, well, fear. I was afraid. And then I found out that Colette does this and I hired her on the spot. And I'll tell you what, she has given me so much peace of mind in the past, what, 15 months, whatever it's been. And you've now taken over all accounting for, our, for the company, for our family, we could not be growing the business as we are without you, Colette. So first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for, for taking care of all the finances for our, for our business, our family. And thank you for coming on the tribe today to speak to these guys. Thank you, Ken. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, and Ken, uh, Ken, is a, Ken is one of my rock star clients, honestly. Um, he challenges me. <laughs> um, and um, Ken is good at looking at the numbers. Um, so Ken asked me a lot of questions and that's a, that's a good thing. So um, I, I really appreciate that. Um, so I'd like to um, get into like some information and some questions you guys have here. I am an accountant, like Ken said, in Southeastern Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. Um, I am a certified management accountant and an enrolled agent. Um, so I'll get into a little bit about what that is, you know, kind of give you some background. Um, but yeah, Ken is, um, Ken is a, a friend of mine and a client. And um, he came to me when they had to do a transition of their QuickBooks and, and uh, we kind of rolled from there. So yeah, that's where, that's kind of where we uh, started out. Cool. And I, I know that we have some, some questions are 
can be a little bit detailed, but the majority are pretty high level. I mean, I know every professional has their disclaimer. So what's yours? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so just, uh, we are going to talk about stuff kind of on a high level. Um, just a disclaimer that, um, you shouldn't um, take any of it as specific tax information just to your situation um, and definitely check in with your tax professional to see how this information applies to your particular situation. So to every tax law, I feel like there's the law and 20 exceptions at a minimum um, or 20 uh, variations of, of how they interpret um, or apply that. So definitely apply it to your specific situation. There could be one little thing in that that kind of like makes the world a little bit uh, tweaked to what you have. So definitely uh, check all that in with your whoever you work with now. Perfect. Okay. You guys ready? Clint, you ready? I'm ready. All right. We're going to throw you a softball pitch. These first couple are super easy. Okay. And this is, this is so true. I got to imagine this has got to be a very common question amongst any small business coming to you. We just don't know who you are. Not you, Colette, but who the heck is a accountant, a bookkeeper, financial planner? This first question actually comes from, uh, from Kate. She'll be on shortly. Heard a question. Job descriptions of each bookkeeper, accountant, financial planner. Let's start there. What is the differences? Okay. Um, that's actually a great question. Um, and a lot of people come to me with that same, um, same question. And I've had that question before um, in my, in my personal life, you know, going up, going through. Um, so a bookkeeper is somebody who basically keeps your books, <laughs> just like it sounds like. Um, a bookkeeper typically just takes care of tracking your transactions. So tracking your your money coming in and your money coming out. Um, a lot of times a bookkeeper does not apply what those numbers mean to anything. So they're basically taking your puzzle and putting it together, but they're not telling you what the picture on the puzzle is. So that's kind of your bookkeeper. Uh, your accountant puts it all together for you. So an accountant may also be doing your bookkeeping. That's an accounting task, but they're not stopping at just putting the numbers together. Typically, an accountant is putting meaning to those numbers and helping you take those numbers and apply them to apply meaning to them, apply them to your business decisions, apply them to your tax decisions. A tax planner, I think, was the third one. A financial planner. Financial planner. Okay, I'm sorry. A financial planner is um, typically somebody who is looking at, they may be looking at your your business, but they're also looking at your personal situation and planning for all your life changes, all your life goals and that kind of thing. So if you're looking at retirement, if you're looking at planning for your um, your children's college, that kind of thing. They're taking all the pieces of, of a bigger financial picture and putting it together for you, usually from a, from a personal standpoint. That also, of course, if you're a business owner, is going to include how does your business play into that picture. So you're kind of looking at three different groups of um, of kind of your financial situation that you're looking at. Bookkeepers putting your numbers together, the accountant is putting all that together and probably looking mostly from your business standpoint and applying it like in your personal, if they're doing your tax return and all, the financial planners taking a bigger chunk of information, putting it together for your personal plans. Next question, another softball. This is, okay, you got people coming out of college with an accounting degree and then they go for additional certification. So 
differences between, I guess, a basic accountant that has a degree that's doing accounting functionality, compare that to a CPA and an enrolled agent and anything else, any other levels of accounting that we don't know? Like, what's the tiers of this and the different options that we have as business owners to choose? And what's the benefits maybe of each? And I, I love that question, actually, Ken. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> because, <laughs> did that come from you? Um, That's my question. <laughs> no, I love that question because there's a lot to navigate in that and to um, understand about that. In these different levels, there are certifications that come from different, say, organizations. And it can be very, very confusing to navigate the waters of that. So... So I'll start with bookkeeping. Bookkeeping does, there are some organizations out there who will certify bookkeepers. So they will go out and kind of like give them testing, maybe some coursework and say, and then give them a certificate that says they're like a certified bookkeeper or whatever the designation would be. Not as probably common or as popular, but at least if they have some kind of certification, it tells you that they have some basic knowledge of bookkeeping. Without anything anybody can call themselves a bookkeeper. There's no regulatory anything about calling yourself a bookkeeper. Um, Anybody who thinks they know something about books can hang a shingle and say, I'm a bookkeeper. Okay. They may, and they may not. And I have heard absolute horror stories and I've cleaned up absolute messes from people who've gone out and hung a shingle and said they're a bookkeeper and they really don't have a basic knowledge. Okay. So there's that. Um, One thing that uh, kind of associated with bookkeeping that kind of helps that if they don't have like certified bookkeeper, but they're a QuickBooks pro advisor, that that helps because when QuickBooks does their, Inuit does their um, pro advisor program, you have to have some level of bookkeeping to understand what they're telling you when they're teaching you how to use the QuickBooks um, software. So a QuickBooks pro advisor would also give me a level of comfort in bookkeeping if they have that. A pro advisor is great if you work in QuickBooks in your business because they can answer those QuickBooks specific questions, um, which is great. When we go up to the level of accountant, um, strictly the title accountant also can be a wide range of, um, of accounting abilities. There isn't any regulation out there that says anybody can't call themselves an accountant. So there again, just like the bookkeeper. Where there is regulation is I can't call myself a certified management accountant or a CMA. I can't call myself a CPA or a certified public accountant without having those designations. A CMA or a CPA is a very high level test and high level of credential that you had that you would have. Um, so if somebody is saying they're a certified management account or certified public account and they have a shingle out saying that, um, you can be confident that they have a high level of um, both education. They have a high level of um, accounting background. Um, to get a CMA or a CPA, you have to have experience to get to have that certification. You have to have a certain level of education to get that in the accounting field. And you also have to um, follow, you're also followed by um, the organizations who certify that to have um, ethics training, that kind of thing, as well as continuing education. So for an example, for my certified management accountant, I have to do 30 CEU units, continuing education units each year to show that I am 
uh, up to date as well on the accounting um, industry. So, and the changes in that. So when you hear, when one of the most important things I would say when you go out looking for a financial planner, which is the same, same thing, you have varying levels of, of credibility within financial planning, just like you do with accounting. Um, when you're looking for any financial provi- provider like that, um, regardless of whether it's bookkeeper, accountant, financial planner, um, definitely, definitely look into credentials and look into what those credentials mean and who's backing them up, what people have to do to get those credentials. And that can give you a level of comfort that you're working with a professional who knows what they're doing and isn't making a mess for you. Well, since that was my question, I have follow-ups. <laughs> Very good. That was a great, uh, great way to do, lay some groundwork there, Colette. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my first follow-up would be, this is more of a numbers kind of question, just the landscape mm-hmm. of accounting. Because yeah, you got those college grads, they have an accounting degree and they go, maybe they go work at an accounting firm. They don't necessarily need to get a CPA to work there, but if they're, if they're out on their own, you're hiring them. Are there a lot of just general accountants without the CMA or CPA designation, or are there more of those? Like, is there more with designations or more without? And what I encounter, I would say that is more common in the bookkeeping realm than it is in the accounting realm. Okay. Usually if somebody is putting themselves out as an accountant and using that title and they're doing it in a public sense, um, they probably have a credential. When you're talking about hiring somebody who says they're an accountant, different story. So, um, for example, in my career, um, I worked initially in public accounting as an accountant under a CPA's license. And that meant I had I had a college degree in business finance accounting, but I did not have a CPA or CMA designation. I went on from there and I worked in private accounting in an accounting department at a real estate development firm did not have those designations at that time, still was an accountant, still legitimately was an accountant, could use that title, um, but did not have the certifications that we talked about. So until I had my CMA, I wasn't practicing, well, I had my enrolled agent first and then my CMA, and that's when I was public, I was out, um, had my own firm, was once I had my enrolled agent and then I had my CMA after that. Okay, so if someone... If anyone out here is like, oh, I'm checking out this call that's on uh, in the archives for uh, mm-hmm. accounting and, hey, did I learned this. I'm going to go Google my local account, Google accountant, and you're going to see five firms come up. It's likely that those firms probably have some kind of professional designation. Oh, yeah. The firms typically will, um, but they, pro- they very well probably do have accountants who work under the licenses of the CMA or the CPA who are working for okay. them. Um, okay. So yeah, so if you see, but there again, look for those letters, look for some kind of professional designation if you're unsure and see if the, at least the the owners or the higher up management of that firm are either CPAs or CMAs or some professional designation that gives them credibility to be running that firm. Enrolled agent, something like that. Okay. Okay. Now dig into the CMA versus CPA. I don't know the difference. What's the difference? Okay. So a certified management accountant and a certified public accountant are the two. um, That's the nomenclature behind those letters. 
A certified public accountant um, is basically, if you think of it more on the level of like a, um, like the publicly traded companies. So like a, like a big company will have an accounting department and a CFO and a controller and all that. So they're all compiling their own books. Okay. The CPA is an independent, they're supposed to be unrelated, independent, not have connection necessarily within the decisions of that company. And they're coming in, looking at those books and saying, yep, we agree with that. We, we will say to the public, we agree. We put together these financial statements. We agree that the numbers that this company put together are accurate. Okay. Um, that's basically the principle of what a CPA does. That's not to say a CPA firm won't go in and do your books for you and all, but then they would be precluded from being able to audit as well. So they're more so that we can have an independent entity out there can, that, that can look at companies and say, we agree with their numbers, they're accurate. A CMA is kind of, not the opposite of that, but they're the people who are in the company putting the books together. So when I am um, certified at the San as a certified management accountant, I am working as like your CFO for your small business. So I'm helping you put together those numbers, put meaning to those numbers um, and that kind of thing. What I'm precluded from doing is auditing those numbers and saying to like, um, if you were like a publicly traded company, I couldn't go out to the shareholders and say, I agree with these numbers because I'm the person helping you put them together. So that's kind of the conceptual difference between a CMA and a CPA. Um, I kind of like to look at it as like, I work for you as the small business. I work for you as the client to help you put that together and make your management decisions and help you grow. Whereas the CPA is the, is kind of like the big fish coming in to say, are you accurate in those numbers and all? Not to say you're not accurate if you're putting them together internally, but they're the person giving somebody else assurance that your numbers are what they are. I never knew that. That is such, that was a great answer. So then from, from our viewpoint as small businesses, if we want to hire an accountant, if we hire a CPA, essentially we're we're going to be responsible for our own numbers and then we give it to them and then they audit they can audit for us and say yeah this is good or not versus yep. versus we say we need help with our numbers we need to hire an accountant or we need to hire a CFO that, that we would choose a CMA for that yeah so the CMA when we go through like our certification and all it's a lot of looking at like your um profit margins and looking at your you know, the cost you put into your production, the cost you put into like the services you're providing, that kind of thing, and putting meaning to those numbers and helping you make your business decisions like a CFO would do. Um, and when I say like auditing your accuracy, that's not to say that you're not being accurate because you're, you know, doing your books internally. But when you get into the level of um, publicly traded companies, and once they're selling stocks and all out there, they need an independent accountant to look at that and give assurance to the public that, Hey, invest in this company because we've looked at it and said, you know, we agree with what they're doing on the inside. Okay. One more question on, on nomenclature and letters. Sure. So, and I'm just going to go from what you've told me in the past. Is mm -hmm. it true that a CMA and a CPA are state designations and an enrolled agent is federal? Like you explain the difference now between, between, Bring in the enrolled agent now and, and put this into the okay. picture. Part accurate in what you said. Okay. <laughs> so a CPA, CPAs are um, 
licensed by their state. There's a state um, association of uh, certified public accountants who licenses them. A CMA is actually an international designation. Where oh. you, so I could go over to India and be a CMA and my designation is the same over there. So we're also trained in international accounting standards as a CMA. So we can, our certifications go around the world. The enrolled agent is a, is a um, separate designation and that is for tax. That is enrolled agent is specifically for tax. And what that is, I actually don't like that they call it agent because it makes people think you work for the IRS. I don't work for the IRS. I took my test through the IRS. The IRS issues my license to be a, or my certification to be a um, enrolled agent, but that does not mean I work for them. <laughs> what that means is the IRS has a, um, a test um, for proficiency that they administer called the enrolled agent exam. And um, it's a three-part exam. Um, again, a very rigorous high-level exam um, that says that I'm proficient in the tax law and that I can prepare tax returns and also that I can represent you in front of the IRS. And only tax attorneys, CPAs, and enrolled agents can represent you before the IRS. So if you get audited, I can go in, you can sign off for me to go in as you, um, as your representative and represent you in front of them. Um, whereas anybody who doesn't have those three designations cannot do that and go in and represent you. Okay, these these are good. These are good. A couple more. So mm -hmm. let's start with this one. Pros and cons of hiring a CPA versus an enrolled agent. Actually, honestly, Ken, I would say an enrolled agent and a CPA are in the IRS's um, view are the same level. So I wouldn't say that there's like, if you're hiring a CPA, you're getting a better or less good product or vice versa. Um, you're at the same level as a CPA from a tax standpoint. So, okay. And then you you introduced a whole other professional tax attorney. So when do you kick it up to a tax attorney? What happens that would cause you to, to hire one of them? <laughs> That's usually if you're in trouble. <laughs> 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 so obviously, an attorney is the only one who can practice law. So if you have to go to tax court because you're at that level of an issue with the IRS then only a tax attorney can represent you in, in tax court. So that's a whole nother level that we're probably not even dealing with at this. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But, but, but a, an enrolled agent or a CPA could do offers and compromise. They can, yes. Yeah, yep. they can, All they that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Work, they are, they are able to go in and represent you. Yep. And those kind of things. And both can handle an audit. So I, I hope I never get audited, but if I were, then I have Colette, right? That, yes then they yep. can help me with those audits. Yep. So as a CMA and an enrolled agent, yes, it's exact. It's the same level as a CPA. We just have different focuses. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't audit from a financial standpoint. I would only handle tax audit. That's the only difference between my two certifications in a CPA and their certification. Well, that was Accounting Basics with Colette Malott, my personal accountant here in the Philadelphia area. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that episode. I took notes, and you can see those in the show notes for the podcast episode. So I hope you definitely check that out. If you'd like to learn more about Colette, she runs CMBA Solutions at cmbasolutions.com. 
feel free to reach out to her if you're interested in hiring an accountant. I know she does work with small businesses in other states outside of Pennsylvania. That concludes part one with my accountant, Colette. Thank you again, Colette, for joining me. I hope this was of great benefit and use to you as you figure out which accountant slash bookkeeper and hopefully not a tax attorney, but which one of those professionals do you need at your stage of the journey? Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.